shorted J A C Q U E. I'm confused. Oh, you talking about because of the letters in y'all name? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, so it, he's Jacques uh-huh. Lorraine, and I'm Jacqueline. Oh, see, when you said your name was Jackie, I never. Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline. Um, okay. French, masculine, and feminine. That's real. That's you know you don't find stuff like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why both of y'all kids got J's in their name. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> one I... of mamos didn't know, but his mama talked us out of it. Which I was gonna name one of them. You talking about Jordan? Yes. Jordan, my biological mom died when I was four months. Mm-hmm. So her name was Mary. Mm-hmm. His mother's middle name is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her to have my mom's. I wanted them to have my mom's name. Mm-hmm. So it's like Mary Elizabeth. And I said they no. didn't go over well with his mom. Remember? Mm-hmm. She was like, she called back. Please don't name that baby Mary Elizabeth. Dang. <laughs> name her. White. In hindsight, do you sometimes wish that eh, maybe we could have went ahead and got away with it? Or? No, because I think Jordan being Jordan, had mm-hmm. she not had a name that started with a J, mm-hmm. that would have bothered her. Why does everyone else have a J name and I don't? Mm-hmm. In hindsight. So I think it was the best. But when Jordan was in the kindergarten, I think it was, maybe first grade, when she started basketball, at the Y, mm-hmm. she met a little girl, a little white girl. Mm-hmm. Her name was Jordan Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So they became the best buds for what, all of that two, season. three weeks? <laughs> two, three weeks. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought you uh, might have said months. No, because they had the exact same first and middle name. For that season. They yeah, were all the best friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then after moving on or what have you, because they didn't go to school together. This mm-hmm. little girl was homeschooled. Um, she actually ended up telling us, she was like, I like Mary Elizabeth. Why didn't y'all name me? Go ahead and name me Mary Elizabeth. And remember she told us she was when she got older, she was going to change her name. But she doesn't say that anymore now. At this point, now nah, you got to go through too many changes just to change your name. I didn't even do it. But she would use Beth at times. Remember, mm-hmm. she started using Beth. Beth short for Elizabeth. And then eventually she went, but she dropped Through it. that period, all children go through of trying to find their identity you know and i think during during that period she was trying to find that identity and just trying different things kind of where who am i where do i fit in and all that what time frame would you say that is or what age range would you say that is because i feel like me being an adult now like i think i still have some people yeah it's still going on on. yeah but and it, it it goes on i think until where like Mid forties, late thirties. I feel like I'm an anomaly then because I feel like I, I know, know exactly I who I have, am. You have seasons. Yeah. I, I I think sometimes you may you know have different circumstances in your life that may cause you to question. Okay. Yeah, because you could have a loss of a loved one, and have been your identity been tied to that loved one, and now it's like, okay, who am I without this person? Mm-hmm. And so you try to find that because for so long, like when Mother Deer passed, my grandmother, mm-hmm. and my identity was tied to her. And when Mother Deer passed, it's like, okay, who am I? You know, who's my, that sounding board? And now, you know, I really had to try to kind of corral myself because I called myself rebelling when I went to Texas. <laughs> you didn't want me to go. 
But my my homeboy, he saw I was like spiraling, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, come on, you know, just roll with me." And we actually we left. No, because I told you we was going one place and we ended up in another place. They were going to New Orleans. And no, no, up, we were no. going to Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, but yeah. you ended up in Texas. And then, I'm like, they both start with a T. How you do that? Nah, like if you were going to Tennessee, you got to go north. If you're going to Texas, you got to go right. to the south. How so you? when he came and picked me up, he was like, well, let's just roll out towards um his cousin's house who was in texas i was like oh, okay whatever you know because like i said my grandmother just passed and i was just you know where am i who am i which direction am i going in because she was kind of that person i can go and talk to mm-hmm. and be like this is going on and that is going on and she'll you know well baby you try this or you think about that and i'm like oh okay so now not having that there's that period of okay who am i and how that do instability. i yeah. And so and actually when we, when we were leaving head into Texas, you know, on I-20, there's a point where you can m- m- turn left and go to New Orleans because it was the same weekend that the Essence Festival was going on. And I was like, nah, let's go and go to Texas. And how long ago was this? 2004. Jordan, Jordan mm. had not turned. 2004. One? I would have been eight. Yeah. She was turning one. She was turning one. She hadn't turned one. Yet. She was born in 2003. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1996. Mm. I was eight at the time. That made me feel old. <laughs> Make you feel old. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I mean, but it's different <laughs> because you know, I just I don't I don't know. But before we get started, like, how do y'all feel about podcasts and stuff? Y'all nervous or anything? No. I am a little bit because I've never done it before. Really? Yeah. I mean, if it's more of what we're doing here, and I'm not you focusing need- on the fact that it's being recorded, I'll be fine. You need a little more wine. No, I'm good. You good. <laughs> well, funny story. I started recording five minutes and fifty three seconds ago. So, okay. so you got done. all of that okay. Yeah. in there. Okay. That's, cool. that's already been in there. So that's okay. cool. At this point, you already doing it. It's nothing else to it. <laughs> Welcome to the Brother Let's Talk Podcast. Uh you have your host Zach here, of course. And to my we'll we'll go ladies first. To my right, we have the lovely Jacqueline Austin, better known as Jackie. Okay, then and to my left, we have Head Honcho himself. Jacques Austin. You wanna you wanna give some more uh, background as to who you are? Yeah, I'm uh, the executive director of Brother Let's Talk. Okay, that's, and uh, <laughs> I'm in private do? practice, uh, licensed professional counselor, supervisor. Been practicing over uh, 25 years or more, but been the executive director, one of the founding members of Brother Let's Talk, and currently executive director of Brother Let's Talk as well. And um, that's a great program. And, you know, I guess you've, well, through this podcast, letting people know what we do. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are a few of us that kind of spearhead the things that are going on. I guess I'm one of them. For sure. You know, just having to reduce the stigma of mental health in the black community. Right. Uh, you want to tell them what you do as well? I am a developer, a lead developer for a bank based out of Columbus, Georgia. Lead developer. Yes, yeah, been developing for 20 years for this bank going on 21 years in december again lead developer <laughs> put some respect on the name anytime y'all talk about miss jacqueline austin but um going back to the previous conversation we were having about finding your own identity i think a lot of times i've you know ruffled some feathers with my mom in particular because sometimes she'll say something that i may not care for or she'll talk to me as if you know i'm just her son and i'm like as a person i think you know in order to get respect you have to give it now i still give you the utmost respect just because you are my mom but that doesn't mean that 
that would give you the right to say something out of pocket and then me not say mom that was out of pocket so for her i'm like um i'm like this world doesn't know me as carolyn's son first they just know me as zach so i get that you're my mother but i still want that level of respect y'all get where i'm going with identity and that because i feel like to a lot of black parents in particular it's like you're my child you'll do as i say or do what i say and you don't talk back to me but they don't always feel like they have to give that same respect back does that make sense do i have any what i hear you saying is that you're at a place where you know because growing up in the house is kind of you know you just had to listen and do what they say do kind of mm-hmm. i guess but then there's sometimes there's this like but why but mm-hmm. as you get older you feel more emboldened to say, but why? Because you're not in their house every day. You're out in the world making your own decisions. And so you go back home for the weekend and mom still sees you as your child. Mm-hmm. And go in there and clean that kitchen up. I know you're here for a couple of days, but you need to go in there and clean. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't mess that up, but why? Whoa, you know? And so I guess that's, that's kind of what you're saying is you want to be able um I guess, be respected as an adult mm-hmm. and seen as an adult through the eyes of your mom. Yeah, well, not even just as an adult. I say more so just as a person because I feel like a lot of times whenever a child asks a question like, but why or something, just, just do what I said or don't talk to me like that type I, stuff. I think that, now speaking from a mother's perspective, mm-hmm. I think that it's hard for a mother, not to say that she doesn't see her child as an adult, but mm-hmm. to ever stop seeing that child as, as her child. child. Right. She says so, that a lot. You know, you go into the protective mode or what have you when it comes to dealing with your child or what have you. And having been raised by my aunt, she raised, she uh, actually, um, my biological mom died when I was four months. Right. But my biological mom was three years older than my aunt. Mm-hmm. So I was raised by a woman who was in her late 40s by the time she got me mm-hmm. and it was the type of relationship where it was the utmost respect period mm-hmm. you know there were no you could ask questions or what have you so i do get you know at this point in time in life and wh- how we live mm-hmm. kids are more inquisitive and you have more things to intrigue you to be more inquisitive and that's fine but i think there there are like levels right For so sure. When you are out of the home, I think that that's a different type of respect that's, a, you know, that's traded for, with each other. Mm-hmm. But you're still my child. Oh, for sure. But there's a different type of respect, level of respect. I should respect you as an adult male who's in this world making choices and decisions. And so if I have an opinion, I'll share that, but not say you have to do what I say. Mm-hmm. But when you in the house in the house it's a different set of rules and you being taken care of by your parents Mm -hmm. i really don't care how old you are because you're being taken care of by your parents Mm -hmm. and the house rules are still the house rules Mm -hmm. and that's you know with my my aunt i call her mom that's just how it was i had the utmost respect for her but i knew if i was in her house this is what goes Mm -hmm. period and let me go back because I'm not even talking about something like because you said like washing the dishes or cleaning up the kitchen and stuff like that. It's normally not anything like that because like I said, I'm in Birmingham, she's in Mobile. And I don't even want to make it sound like a big thing because me and my mom have a great relationship. But it's I guess it's more like the small nuanced things like my mom might say, 
I don't know. I guess it could be something pertaining to my job. And I was like, I think I'm going to handle it like this. And she was like, Zach, you can't do it like that. You got to do X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, why? Zach, just trust me. Nah, I done been through here and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, I ain't, I'm not finna do that. Like, I've... Like, I, I know my job better than anyone because it's my job. All right, now watch yourself. That's, but that's a fact. Like, I don't work, you haven't worked in the same field I have. That's just like if I came to her job as a pharmacy technician and I was like, Mama, you need to watch how you count them pills. Who am I to tell her that? I don't work in this field. And in my mind, if she's telling me something about my profession, it's like, you haven't been here. Kind of like me being in college and stuff, like being in a four-year institution, being in engineering. And she like, you just need to get your grades up. It, it ain't the easiest thing. This is engineering. And I'm working full-time while I'm doing it. But you don't understand because you haven't been in that exact situation. I guess I just asked for more grace in those instances. Or So let me ask if she had been in that situation mm -hmm. would you value her opinion more if she says just trust just repeating what you said in that example just sure. trust me and do what i say for sure we're just you know mm -hmm. okay or maybe she's just coming at it from a perspective of i'm trying to give you i guess good advice and you're contradicting what i'm saying because that was something that was big in um in my grandmother's household you can contradict what they say that was a that was a hand to the back of the mouth, back of the hand to the mouth. <laughs> Contradict what it's, they say. What you mean? Yeah. By so it? if I mean, it could be something like, you know, um, you need to um, you need to push the trash down in the can before you uh, before you take it out and tie it up. So you can get some more space in there. And I'm like, well, I don't need to tie it down. It's, it's already what I tell you to do. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. that, you know, it's it, it was more so that, you know, do as I say, don't ask any questions. And if mm -hmm. you ask questions, you're contradicting. Or, and so I think my mom would say like, I'm back talking or I'm like having a smart mouth or something because yeah. I might ask a question yeah. like that or something. Man, but then, go ahead. But is it how you are asking her? Sometimes as Tone. a mother, especially a black mother, mm -hmm. if you were raised with, uh, I know you're not popping your neck at me. I know you're not rolling your eyes. I mean, because mm -hmm. you, it's, I think that, you know, those are type of discussions you have sure. <laughs> with your children. Mm -hmm. So it could be perhaps that she hears something mm -hmm. by the way you're asking the question, not mm -hmm. the question itself. Because mm -hmm. you said your first thought is you don't work here. I know my job better than you. Mm -hmm. And so the response would be out of a tone. higher tone. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of you you hear that thought in that tone and she being your mom. Mm -hmm. She, she hear it. Yeah, she picked that up. Because <laughs> she'll sometimes pick up something on the girls that I'm like, you know. Ah, it wasn't that at all. And she, well, yeah. But I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, for me, you. I mean, you've been around me for some years now. How many mm. times have you seen me just get to a point where I'm like, I guess, frustrated or irate to the point where I'm raising my voice at somebody? No, I mean, you're a very cool man or dude, you know? Mm -hmm. Very, very even keel. You but know? inflection, but, nevertheless, whether your tone stays where it is or not, I can I've had conversations with my girls and I'm a stickler for respect mm -hmm. in the sense that I'm not disrespect. I wouldn't disrespect them, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we we've taught them you're not going to ever disrespect us. Right. But if I'm having a conversation, I recall having a conversation with one of our daughters. 
And I said, hold on. She wasn't screaming and hollering, but it was her inflection. I said, hold on, wait a minute. Before we can finish this discussion, mm -hmm. you need to remember who you're talking to. Mm. So now I didn't scream and holler at her when I said it. She and then she got in check because she understood which, where she was headed in that conversation. So lots of times I'll pick up on things. Mm -hmm. I may be, especially when they were younger, I may be running behind them by the time he realized I picked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm behind them. But um, yeah, there'll be times where it's inflection. It may not even be a high pitch or whatever. It's just how you're saying what it is that you're saying. Mm hmm. Uh, undertone or what have you I'm I I don't know I just hone in on those type of things from a parenting perspective especially girls okay so well before we go any further I feel like it was more uh background information I need to just put out there mm -hmm. um so this Sunday we will be having a barbershop talk at milestones grooming lounge uh y'all probably getting this podcast on Monday but this Sunday we'll be having that you know conversation and it's going to be centered around black fathers and sons right Right. We're uh, bringing uh, black fathers and sons together for a uh, barbershop talk on Sunday. And uh, of course, we'll be at Milestones in Hueytown. Um, the uh, having a meet and greet at three o'clock. Of course, we're going to have some fabulous food there again. And mm -hmm. four o'clock, we'll start the conversation. And, you know, brother, let's talk. Pretty much what we do is bring men together in a safe space and have a conversation about stuff that men don't normally talk about. All right. But we also have those conversations with with the family, with uh, men and women as well, because the last barbershop talk, uh, you were you were there, Jackie. Yes. And it was a conversation about um, men relationships. And so we had men and women there as well to, to add to that dialogue. But uh, hopefully this Sunday will be another great session. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I don't think we've ever disappointed whenever we had a barbershop talk. If you haven't came out to one, of course, be in the, be on the lookout. Follow the Instagram page. You know, anywhere we post information, feel free to tune in and come on out. You know, it's always going to be some food there, too. So don't miss out on that. <laughs> Good food. I'm, Good food. I'm saying, come on now. But um, with that being said, I know that y'all don't have any sons, but you do have two daughters. And I do think that that can promote. Uh, it's It's a... I guess it's a dynamic situation whenever you're raising two girls in the same household because my mom was raising two sons in her household and it's like, eh. Now, granted, me and my brother were 10 years apart, but y'all's kids, you know, are much closer. Jaylen, Three and a half years. Uh, Jalen is 22 and Jordan will be 19 on the 22nd of next month. Okay. So you were saying that with one of them, you were able to pick up on her tone and stuff and just say, hey, we need to go back and double check this. Now, I will say my mom, typically before, you know, I can let her know, hey, mama, you already yelling at me. She already there. And it's just like, hey. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, you got that too? I have gone there. Oh. I was just giving you an example of a that, situation where I time. didn't go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I have. Two questions. Do you feel like some of those situations may just be perceptional because I feel like with certain dynamics at hand, maybe you pick up on something that may not be there just because you expect it to be there or because you've seen it before. Do you think that that's a possibility? And two, do you feel like you've picked up any, like, I guess, therapeutic methods when parenting or picked up any of his professional work while parenting? Let me answer the latter first. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Jacques is very calm for the most part. And I'm the, you sometimes may think I got red roots here. Um, 
And so I've learned even from his demeanor to take some deep breaths, you know, calm down before I just Mm -hmm. shoot off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. And early on in parenting and learning, because both our daughters have completely different personalities. Hmm. Um, I can see that. And so growing as they're as they were growing up and trying to parent them you know quickly learn we couldn't parent them the same mm-hmm. so again learning just watching jock and his demeanor you know he could talk to them mm-hmm. and they'd comply yeah i talked to them they weren't i was the one, one they had the spare the road sport a child oh. <laughs> So I was I was that parent. So um, but nevertheless, still observing him and his demeanor and just listening Mm -hmm. to some of the things that he would give me advice on. Like, you know, there was one time where I was like, okay, I'm having to tap Jordan's behind every Mm -hmm. time I turn around. I feel she's always challenging me. Mm -hmm. And he actually gave me advice. I'm no, you probably remember this. You said consistency. Whatever it is you do, stay consistent. And this was during a time where she was in the terrible twos. Oh, okay. So yeah. we really young. We really young. Okay. Yes. And so when you're having to discipline a two-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, because she was a biter and <laughs> scratcher, and she was oh we wouldn't eat. It was it was a power struggle. Yeah. I think. She stopped she, eating. Yeah. It, but it was about power and. Miss Williams, I think, at the mm-hmm. time, had called, y'all come get yeah, her. At the daycare. <laughs> y'all come get her. I she had gone through the daycare. Her. She was the youngest one in daycare, and if she wanted a toy, she took the toy. If you didn't give it to her, she scratched you. If you didn't give it to her, she bit you. And it was this thing, because, you know, they terrible twos, they are trying to find themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was a power, a power struggle with her. Mm. And constantly having to discipline her, it was like, okay, this doesn't feel good All as right. a mom. And it didn't, you know, especially every time you turn around, whether it's time out, put her in time out. We were trying all kinds of things with her. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny the day that Ms. Williams said, come get her because she refuses to do her work. She will not eat. I need a doctor's excuse to tell me that your child isn't starving at home because she'd eat at home with us. Mm-hmm. There was no problem. She just wouldn't eat at daycare. Mm-hmm. So because she didn't want to. It. Uh, two almost three so i pick her up from daycare and i take her home mm-hmm. we had to come to jesus meeting um who got to him first i did oh, okay yeah i i was the one that got the call oh no 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 <laughs> not, not to her you said you had to come to jesus meeting i was saying who got to jesus first in that meeting <laughs> Oh, mm, she did. No, oh, okay. Yeah, no. she did. I was good. I was shocked when you said I did. Oh, okay. no, 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 she did. I'm sorry. I thought you meant who got yeah, to oh, her okay. first. Yeah, yeah. And then it just came to me because I was praying. Actually, I'm like, and that's something that we've always done: prayed mm-hmm. over our kids and for our kids. And, and I was asking kids. the good Lord. I'm like, okay, this is number one is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Number two. These are our church member kids. <laughs> we got to see these people on, <laughs> on Sunday. Sunday. You know your kid bit the heck out that. I just, I can explain. Uh, no, I'm like this at church. I'm trying not to show my face. I was we really. We're going to sit in the back because we got to do <laughs> There you go. There you go. Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, hi. 
Please don't tell nobody what my kid did. Hi. They start yeah. looking like they finna walk up to you. Bye. Yeah, bye. We gotta go. <laughs> so I actually, on the way back, because I had to go back to work, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Jordan, and I said, Jordan, you know how nasty it is to put your mouth on someone? Mm-hmm. And she said, nasty, mommy? And I said, yes, Jordan, very nasty. She said, I not do that no more. Hmm. She stopped biting. Playing this is next to God. And you know what? It's funny you say that because you just reminded me of something that my brother told me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I used to like eat paper towels like after mm-hmm. like because they might have like barbecue sauce or something on them. After I got mm-hmm. through using that, I just kind of chew on it. Uh-huh. He was like, "You keep on doing that, you gonna get paper cuts in your mouth." Reason. <laughs> just had to reason with you. Granted, <laughs> now of course I know yeah, probably ain't gonna happen, but. Mm-hmm. I need to be doing that anyway. So right. I just right. cut it out. Right. Okay. But I like that. I like that level of logic. I think a lot of parents uh, sometimes skip just being an adult and outsmarting their kids. Like if you can just beat them at their own game, because you know a lot of times your kids are a reflection of you. Right. What would it be? What would be something that you that would deter you from doing a certain behavior so that you could tell them that. And then if you can relay that to them, mm. you'll probably get the response that you want. Mine was a whooping. <laughs> My aunt, I I was afraid of, now that's Jalen. Mm-hmm. Jalen's afraid, was afraid of getting a spanking. Mm-hmm. That was my deterrent. That kept me out of a lot of, that in. She was born in what year though? She was born in 2000. 2000. I don't know. I feel like it's some, it's some iffy about those year range. Like <laughs> the deeper you get into the thousands, uh-huh. The less a child is like, eh, that don't bother me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back in 96, I think my grandma pulled out a belt on me one time. It was like, now look here, it's going to be me and you if you don't stop. And I was like, say less. Say, there you go. <laughs> I ain't getting no women's after five. I was done with it. We ain't mm-hmm. got to go through no more. After it's, five? After five. My last one, I think I was 16, 17. Now, it wasn't a with a belt whooping. It was... You know, me and my granddaddy going toe to toe because I'm, you know, I'm 16, 17, feeling myself, you know, and I'm like, well, you ain't. And it was all about my, my grandmother wanted wanted me to go to church. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. And she's like, I'm going to leave you here. My granddaddy came in there. He said something to me and I'm feeling myself. This old man, he can't do nothing to me. Old man's trying to different. <sighs> it different. Next thing I know, I was over. The iron, <laughs> ironing board, and I ain't even know he carried a knife. And I heard a pop, and I felt that blade against my neck, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm done. You win. Dang. My bad. I'm sorry." To go to church, I was quick. <laughs> oh yeah, it happened real quick. But I think discipline is necessary. Mm-hmm. Appropriate discipline is necessary. Knowing how to discipline your child, knowing that you don't want to do it through anger. It's not, you know, some way to to try to get back at what you feel mm-hmm. even if you feel disrespected you feel whatever it's not to try to make them feel what you feel you want to teach them a lesson so that they don't repeat the same behavior mm-hmm. and so sometimes it may call for a timeout it may call for a spanking or it may call for you know taking some items away but the important thing is you know identifying what the lesson is the behavior that you want to change and the best method of helping that child to learn that mm-hmm. and one of the things that i mean our kids probably would will tell would tell you this. We don't just go in and not address. They get a they get a talking to, mm-hmm. right? Not, yeah, we, I used to we, say I don't think I cussed them out enough, <laughs> but I, I've never had to. Well, on one or two There's occasions, a couple occasions, yeah, a couple, two, occasions. three times. But you know, 
And now, had they been little boys, I'd have put hands on them. Now, you know what? That's funny <laughs> that you say that because, you know, me and you had a conversation the other night. Right. And I came in on the backside of something that you said to your daughter. And I think I just asked you, I was like, why you say that? Or why you ask her that? And it wasn't in the tone like, mm-hmm. why you ask her that? It was, why you ask her that? And you was like, because that's my daughter. And, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, dang, you was like. I'm like, why are you why are you talking to me like that? I ain't mean no harm. This, this comes from like you know somebody who, like, if I was around them a little bit more, I think you could consider me to be a big brother that they never asked for, that they never you know mm-hmm. expected to have. But I'd be there. But um, he was like, if you was their brother, I would have punched you in your chest. <laughs> and I was like, hey, nah, nah, look, nah, I'm about to be 26. I ain't necessarily out of the game now. Nah. I, I give you a couple uh-oh. You, probably, you probably got some 26-year-old sons that still want to try their dad or whatever. And dad is like, you know. But like you said, you know, they'll always be your child no matter how they how old they are. I mean, right. I get parents, you know, calling me. They want me to see their son. And I'm like, how 46, you know. And <laughs> it's like they're still that parent. They still love and care for them and want them to make important. I want them to make good decisions. Want mm-hmm. You know, want a life that. Um, that they live and they're productive, they're happy, and you you look out for that. And it's I think it's a it's a parenting doesn't stop. You know, you you got some folks who look at it like when you're 18, you out the house and you do what you want. But still, though, you want you don't want that child at 34, 35 having to move back in the house because they made poor decisions in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, now if they're moving back in because they're preparing to buy another home, they're moving or something like that. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, short it's a pivot. Uh, yeah, right. just a short visit. Uh, being right. able to make a pivot, but having to come can't stay here. having to come and set up residency, you know, mm-hmm. because they didn't learn about credit. Or they didn't learn about, um, you know, how to manage their finances mm-hmm. or because of some poor decision making that they've been making over the past five or six years. And you've been trying to correct them, but they still continue in that path, mm-hmm. you know. So and it, it starts, though, you know, it starts early on. You can't try to start raising your child at 14, 15, you know, because I've seen situations where parents, you know, wanted to be friends with their kids, mm-hmm. you know terrible situation parent you know getting high with their kids and and sitting down and the kid at this time the kid was like about 13 14 mm-hmm. and he's like how can you correct me when you get high with me mm-hmm. you know and so it starts early on but the parent has to well parent gotta want to be a parent mm-hmm. that doesn't mean being a friend right that doesn't mean making decisions so my kid ain't mad at me mm-hmm. your kid gonna be mad at you that's okay. That's going to happen regardless. Yeah. And I told my girls early on, look, it's going to be some times that I'm going to make some decisions that you don't like, you don't mm-hmm. understand, but understand that I got your best interest in heart. And I'm not going to ever tell you anything wrong or tell you to do something that's going to hurt you or put you in a position that's going to be detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. But just because you don't like it or don't understand it doesn't mean that it's, it's not important for you to follow. Because mm-hmm. I've been around the block and you're still trying to make it around there. And I want to guide you against those traps at each one of those corners so you don't necessarily have to fall into those traps that I fell in or mm-hmm. get some guidance on how to get around it. Right. You know, so it's, you know, parenting. But like I said, it doesn't stop at 18 when they leave the house. It's, you know, it's a lifelong thing. Oh, it, for sure. It changes over, yeah. you know, it's parenting at six is very different from parenting at 14, mm-hmm. which is very different from parenting at 26 or 28. All right. I think I think that's. You you said a lot of great things in that 
and well, actually both of you have up until this point you know great job to both of y'all because you. you know i've seen you know i've met both of your daughters and stuff and i was just like dang they they solid like you don't have too much to worry about with either one of them in my opinion i don't think you would but appreciate that yeah i you know i always give props to parents even my parents you know both of them mm-hmm. did a great job i can't you know do i feel like some mistakes probably were made along the way or some things happened that maybe didn't need to sure but I can't fault it because right. of where I'm at now. Plus, there's no book. Right. I mean, you right. have the Bible as your guide. Right. But there's no book that tells you this is how you raise your kids. And I've actually used that statement mm-hmm. with our girls. You may not like what I just said or telling you what to do on this, that, and the other. And it may not feel right. And you may not agree with me. Mm-hmm. Your time will come when you're married, you have your own kids. And there's no book that tells us how to do this. Mm-hmm. But we we try, We as I stated earlier, we pray over them. Mm-hmm. And lots of times, because I didn't believe it when I was younger, my aunt would just come out of the blue and say something. Like, how she know I did that? Mm-hmm. How she know I was over there? And as I shared with them, the Holy Spirit shared, shows you things when you're parenting. Mm-hmm. And that's why it doesn't stop when you're out of the house. There are parents that have dreams about their children and their situations oh, sure. and what have you. And we we both have experienced. Yeah, we've <laughs> we, experienced we, we both have experienced that something someone didn't know and you have a dream and then you're like, wait a minute, I just had this dream. This is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, so just trying to get them to understand, you may not understand, but when you're mm-hmm. at it, you know, at this point in your life, when you have children, you may have that aha moment. Okay, I get it. And I may not be making the decision because from a parenting perspective mm-hmm. and my aunt, there are certain things that she did or said, I said, I never do to my kids. So, but there was so much good behind what she taught me from the respect perspective, perspective and um, just, you know, having structure and you start something, oh, sorry, you, you start something, you got to finish it. I mean, there were, there were certain things that she taught me that were just my life was molded around mm-hmm. of course there were some things as you stated you know mistakes mm-hmm. I don't I, those were the things I said I, would, I wouldn't do to my kids and right. I didn't you know I decided I would not talk to them in that manner so I didn't mm-hmm. you know but there was so much good as you be already right. stated so when it's your turn to parent or what have you. Mm-hmm. Sure, those are the things that you're going to share, but you're going to make your own share of mistakes too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I already know. I'm probably as soon as I get my kids out the womb. Hey, look here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mess up on some little fella, but we're going to bat through this together. <laughs> you stuck with me. I'm stuck with you. So there you, go. you got to yeah. figure this out. There you yeah. go. Um, But I remember, so going back to the conversation we had on the phone the other night, I remember I asked you why you asked her that question and then you gave back your response and I was like she's 18 or 18 right Jordan 18 and I remember saying like if like if if you don't feel like she has that um the wherewithal to make the right decisions or make the decisions based off of what you've taught her over the years at this point is that more of a reflection of your parenting or more of a reflection of your child's individuality? Well, again, we, I think throughout our lives, we're searching. Well, there's different phases where 
um, you're trying to establish that identity. It could be through a new job or a new, you know, move into a new neighborhood or anything like that. But I think um, we were talking about at the time, an 18 year old getting ready to leave the house at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. And I'm like, OK, what you got on? Mm. And so and that's me missing some more context because I ain't right, know that part. Go right. Ahead. So I'm like, but knowing our daughter. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when she was well, like, what, six or seven, I'm like picking them up and taking them home. I'm like, OK, y'all run upstairs. We finna go somewhere. And she comes back down in a two piece and, and heels. Mm-hmm. And I'm no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> put, something, put something else on. But that's Jordan. Is, she is very creative. She's mm-hmm. um, um, she's, I guess, very artistic. And that sometimes comes out in, in uh, all the time comes out in how she chooses a dress, which is which is outstanding. But there is, I guess, in her generation, a little more um, relaxed way of dressing than, you know, I guess than we've kind of been raised up to or whatever. And my thing is, you're an 18 year old girl. You're getting ready to leave the house. I know you say you ain't going to get out the car, but you mm-hmm. never know what happens. For sure. You know, and so you want to be and be prepared if, hey, you get a flat tire, you got to get out or something happens and you got to get out of your car. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, appro- you always want to be ready for whatever. So my thing was based on where I was sitting, mm-hmm. there was not much I could, you know, determine. So when I looked over my shoulder, I'm like, oh, whoa, what you got on? That's mm-hmm. when you're like, well, why you got to ask? I right. didn't say what well, the first thing that came to my mind. I tell I, I tempered. My my response a little You're bit. Talking about to me, or? right? Oh, to okay. you. Okay. Right. What was <laughs> the first is, thing that came to your mind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have yeah, the I visual, have, yeah, right. because because if honestly, I would have asked the same question. What do you have on? Mm-hmm. Jordan probably gets tired of us asking that question because we've we've sent her back to her room many a days. And so, again, you know, she probably is used to just throwing on something. I'm just going here. Mm -hmm. Whereas in our house, we're like, no, don't leave the house with that on. Mm -hmm. You need to put on something else. Mm -hmm. Um, So it did look like she had on, you know, something with just a jacket and nothing underneath. No, I've seen it before, the Starbucks girl attire. Yeah, right. And so... Starbucks girl attire? Is that what it's called? Never heard of it. That's 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 a thing I call it because, you know, I don't know, it's like fall and winter. I mean, Mm -hmm. well, not winter, but like spring and winter type attire that I've seen girls who like frequent Starbucks in. A lot of times you'll see them in a big t-shirt and then the short shorts be under there, but you and don't it know. It looks because like you just have on a t-shirt, right? And then right. they typically wearing like some type of slides or some thongs, mm-hmm. sandals, and mm-hmm. you know that's what they go out in. And then if it's in the wintertime, it's like this oversized sweatshirt with some tights and some Uggs. And oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Around. Yeah. So Starbucks. We um, yeah, that was that was interesting because afterwards, after you and I talked, mm-hmm. Jackie and I talked as well. Cause, about it. Yeah, we talked about it, and because I was like, did I come off a little too? Oh, yeah, it was, was like, strong. But then again, it was the context. Mm-hmm. Right, you didn't see what he saw, and that's part of what I explained to him. Right, mm-hmm. and it, but it was, but I see why you would get upset because Jordan. That's your daughter, it, right? His daughter, our daughter, his daughter, seeing her dress a certain way mm-hmm. and making sure. Wait a minute, 
because we know over the years what you know we have to remind her mm-hmm. you know hey that's not appropriate then, for where we're going also it was on you. speaker so jordan heard you ask that and question. that was and that was a part that i also didn't know so that you were on speaker right, right. and then you said because you challenged me and i'm like i'll challenge you because she looked at me when you asked that question and so it was like okay i'm not gonna cuss him out because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's standing there but uh i want to you know just kind of relay that message that you know um i'm dad and i'm gonna you know kind of check that oh, and for so, sure. and i'm gonna keep you again back to what i was saying earlier i'll make some decisions or some choices you don't understand i may not like mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm doing it out of love, not out of, um, and I've showed her, like, both my kids over the years that I have no intentions of, of hurting them or misguiding them in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so when I correct you, it's because of, you know, you see, I see something down the road that you don't, mm-hmm. you know, so. Or a possibility that right. you're not taking into consideration. Right. That, you know, you get out, get a flat or something happen and, you know, you ain't appropriately dressed. You're saying I ain't going to get out, but you don't, you don't, you don't know. know. You don't How many know. times have you passed by the woman standing on the side of the road that didn't know, you and know, that made that you can tell that caught her off guard. Right. It was like, uh oh, and you I have on house shoes and a robe. Right. And my car is flat or what? Ha- I, mean, I just was in an accident or what have you. So I think. I think that that's something that you know i think i've had to deal with somewhat you know being in the dating world and you know in the 20s and stuff like me being a very responsible dude and all this type of stuff i've had a whole lot of unfortunate events happen to me out of a spur of a moment like things that you just wouldn't see happening and i might be with a young lady or something not at the time when the event happens but based off my experience i'm like Hey yo, whenever you're doing that, you might want to do it like this. And like, why I gotta do it like that? Because this might happen. Nah, I ain't finna do it like that. All right. And then something else happens, and then you might end up having to call me to bail you out or something else. But it's just like you wouldn't have to depend on me if you would have listened to me on the front end. So that sounds like your mom. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. The only issue with my mom is it's been take. For instance, back when I was in high school, because she was saying, uh, like, I was in IB classes, right? So I was taking the IB classes, the IB curriculum, and I was stressed out. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm not about to lose my mind like these other kids that I see in this classroom. Because they always have panic attacks and all this stuff. I'm not going to press myself that far. So I'll sit back and get these C's and go on through these classes and stuff. And I started doing that. She was like, what you got going on? And I'm like, oh, like, I'm not finna be like that because i know the effort that i would have to put in because y'all give me 250 terms and dates and you expect me to remember all this and this is all for one class this is overkill i doubt i'm gonna have to deal with this when i go to college now i can do some of it just to prove to myself that okay i can't keep up if i choose to but is it necessary no not still, a busy work right i still love school i still love high school like a 3.7 gpa matter of fact my unweighted gpa suffered more because I just couldn't do French. Like I, I couldn't grasp it. And I didn't do well at music theory either because I never played an instrument. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I was still, you know, good enough in all my studies. And, you know, she would be talking to me about my math grade and stuff. They're giving me 50 math problems a night. And this is like, what? Algebra 2 trig? 
And she was talking about algebra like it was the worst thing to happen to her. I'm, I'm already past that in ninth grade. So when you telling me, nah, you got to buckle down and go get it done. You told me that you ain't getting algebra <laughs> one then for real. Like, I ain't, I don't, I don't feel that same pressure. And then, especially for me to say, okay, mom, I think I'm finna back down to AP classes my senior year of high school. And she's like, no, nah, you need to stick through this IB stuff. And I'm like, mom, I'm probably not going to get the IB diploma if I do. You still need to stick through it. If I stay in there and I don't get the IB diploma and I don't get this $1,000, you know, reward on top of it, and you finna have to pay another 200 and some dollars for this year of IB classes, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You just need to stick to it. I'm not finna do that. So I make the decision on my own to go back to AP classes, and it ended up being, you know, the best decision for me, in my opinion, because I had a peer who was in those classes, and I don't think she got her IB diploma. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I wasn't around people who were the same skin color as me, right. and that was very important to me at the time because I wanted to be, you know, high school is your social years. So with me identifying myself and, you know, building up my own identity, I need to be around people and kids that look like me because I'm looking at some of the IV kids. Y'all going through the hallways and you see black people. Y'all acting like they finna rob you for your books. Don't nobody want them heavy <laughs> books that you got up in the hallway. We ain't trying to deal with none of that. But, you know, just socially, it was the smarter decisions for me to, you know, go down to AP. Especially looking at my career path now, like me being in social work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't, you ain't really supposed to be in social work if you can't be social or sociable. So I think me being like, yeah, nah, mom, I'm not finna do that. Granted, she was saying, if you do this, it'll probably prepare you for college and all this stuff, yada, yada. Mama, I don't need that. We won't know until I actually get through it. Mm-hmm. But looking back at it, I think me making that decision was better for me. Right. Okay. Okay. So I agree. Mm-hmm. But in those instances, no. <laughs> okay. But that's a. I mean, that's a valid point, though. That was one of those times where you you saw where you were headed, mm-hmm. and it was for naught. Mm-hmm. And so you you were able to voice that. Now you guys didn't agree with one another, and you kind of made a decision past what she asked you to do. Yeah, both of my parents, but, either one of them Or agreed. both of your parents yeah. didn't want you to do. But, right. I mean, it worked out for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, parents typically going to let their child just make a whole bunch of decisions like that mm-hmm. um, because of the unknown. All right. You know. And we have this thing, too, with our girls. You start something, you got to finish it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was hearing as you were explaining that. Maybe from mom's perspective, if you started out doing this, I want you to finish it. Mm-hmm. As a, as in when you start something, finish it. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that's where she was coming from. But I do, I see what you're saying though. If it was a, you had determined that this was going to be for naught, then there was no reason to keep pursuing it. Right. And no. I guess the point that I was I was bringing out was that sometimes the point that I was bringing out was that sometimes unknowingly, you um, a lot of your parents' behavior rubs off on you. You don't you don't know it, but you find yourself, you know, you sometimes it's like when you're parenting, it's like, I sound like my mom. I sound like my dad. For sure. And, you know, and it seems like when you were talking to the friend you were talking to, I, I kind of heard your mom in the example that you gave earlier. Mm-hmm. I kind of heard that in what you were saying to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely that. Like, even when I talk to my mom now, she might be like. Zach, you something else. And I'd be like, nah, I had to get that from one of y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 
He ain't get it from me. All right, now this was a single parent household for the most part. <laughs> uh, we got to, uh, we got to, we gonna have to go back and do do some math because it ain't mathing right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's always just been a funny dynamic like that. But in those instances, I feel like it's important for. I think what I stress my mom now more than ever is, you realize I'm your son, right? Like you raised me, so if it's something that you feel like I'm gonna slip or fall on. Understand, you raised me, and I'm your son. If you wouldn't slip and fall on it, and you think that I've like already went past certain levels that you uh, would have went, if had you been in my same situation, then understand that I probably am not gonna slip up on this either. It's a chance because it's a chance for everything. Mm-hmm. But using your best judgment, I ain't gonna get me like that. Whatever mm-hmm. the situation is, then I just want. I guess my mom to lean into that understanding more than still my child and yada yada yada. I still need to make sure that they know not to do this. Cause she'll, uh, I think she'll, her just being a mom, she'll still say little slight stuff like, uh, make sure you don't put too much season up in that chicken. You don't need to do all that. And I mean, you know, I got my recipe from you, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do all that. I know as much season as you put in there, so it doesn't go beyond that because I trusted what you told me. And that's what I decided to stick to. Now, I think in your case, I asked, I was like, do you feel like that's something that you missed as a parent when teaching her that? But now I see it's a bit more intricate. So that'll probably just be, that'll probably just be another one of those conversations break down. Shoot, I'll probably try to shoot her that conversation and be like, hey, do it because of this. Stop worrying about X, Y, and Z just because of this. This is the main thing your parents want you to understand. Sometimes I think people choose to miss certain lessons because of who it is telling them. But if you hear from someone else. Oh, oh yes. yeah. That's, yeah. that's happened several times. That's happened several, several times. It's like oh, yeah. a coach would say something to them. Somebody, I'm like, didn't I just tell you that? Yeah. And then <laughs> but they hear it because it's coming from someone, someone else. Someone else. Since this is a coach and stuff, it's like, this makes all the sense in the world. You know, I told you that about Daddy three don't years know what ago. Right? About. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Um, but in the same breath of y'all, you know, knowing your daughters, I got a couple questions. I want to ask y'all just, you know, trivial stuff just to see where y'all at with it. Okay. okay. What is Jalen's favorite color? Red. You first, okay. Jalen's favorite color? I thought it was black. Are those your final answers? Black is your favorite color. But Jalen's favorite color probably uh, black black and you said red, red. both of y'all wrong <laughs> what both of y'all wrong is it is it blue that was gonna be blue? my second gl- royal? royal blue both of y'all wrong oh okay what it is says it light blue light blue light blue it said light blue right here i just I, <laughs> you should change your color. <laughs> Maybe so, but okay, I mean, I mean, I gotta go back to the drawing board. Okay, go okay, check okay. in with your with your kids. Okay, we'll have to check All back right. in. Okay, light blue. Uh, now I asked her for her top three favorite movies, so that you know we can have a little bit of leeway because I know sometimes it can change. So I just want y'all to give me one of her favorite movies. Inception. Okay. What you say? See, are we talking about now or ever? I guess forever because I'm gonna go forever because one of these is an old spirit. 
Spirit oh, was man. her favorite movie when she was a little girl. Yeah, she right, wanted a, a horse. First. Give me, give me a, give me an oh, update on okay. Because <laughs> um, one of them on this list definitely dates back to when I was a kid, but see, the other two. Was there a Penny Proud movie? Proud Family. Penny yeah, Proud Family. family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, she thought that she would was Penny be. Proud for a long time, but I'm, what what answer do you want to go with? Inception. Okay, you stick. I know Inception. Inception. Okay, what are you going with? I needed some help. Um, you want to call on your lifeline? You, you got a <laughs> second. Yeah, I got one lifeline. <laughs> I give you multiple. A second one. Are you gonna give me multiple choice? I give you multiple lifelines. I can do okay. that. Okay. Is he my lifeline? Yeah. Okay. Because you got the movie answer. That she, <laughs> okay. Another movie that she uh, that Jalen liked. Outside of it's gonna be something animated. It's yeah, it'll be animated. Uh, One of the DC comic movies, maybe. Um, I can't go too far down the list. I asked for three, so y'all. One another one of these movies is not animated. Okay, give us an era. Time. I give you a. Genre. Yeah. It came out when I was in high school to undergrad, I want to say. So I'm guessing somewhere around 2014. Is it a drama? Give me a genre. Give me, the, what's the genre? Give me, give I'll me I'll say the main actor was relevant to a conversation we had about an hour and a half ago. That is not a clue. That is a clue. <laughs> it's a clue for her. It's a clue for her. She just has that's, to. That's she, not an a clue. actor that was relevant in a conversation that we, we had, had. An hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's a great clue if she get it. The it's color a, purple? Nah. Who are we talking about? Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, yeah. Well, oh. that's my favorite movie. I shouldn't say. Okay. Um, an hour and a half ago. I don't know who y'all talked about. Exactly. You were out of the room at the time. I said something about my purse. Mm-mm. No. Whew. You give up. I do. Yeah. I was going for Jamie Foxx. A movie? Ray? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. 2014. In that time frame. Jamie Foxx, 2014. A movie that he was in. Mm-hmm. Lead actor. And it wasn't Ray. Action movie. Jamie Foxx. Can this be my lifeline? <laughs> you, I, at this point, if you want to look it up, I'm not going to fault you, but I don't know. No, no. I don't even think about it. Jamie Foxx? At that say, you're going to be so upset. Jamie Foxx, action movie. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was in it too. Who? Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson was in the movie too. Oh, um, Django? Mm hmm. Django, like Django. Django. Friday. Friday's the other one. Nah. Inception, Django, and Iron Giant. Iron oh, Giant. I would have never guessed. Yeah, we used to watch Iron Giant together. Oh wow. That was a good movie. Alright, so you got one. <laughs> so you got one point. So okay. one point your way. Uh top three music artists. You Chris just gotta Brown. give me one. One of them is Chris Brown. You say who? Oh, I should have let you go. Top three music artists. Uh See, I want to. She listens to our music, music from that we 
mm-hmm. like old dig oldies, mm-hmm. right? So we love Prince. She ain't into Prince like us. She not into Prince like us, but okay. Mm-hmm. Gospel artists. On the there's a gospel artist on that list. I think this one is. I'm not too big in the gospel myself, but I want to say Tasha Cobbs. No, I think it's a group. It's a group. Yeah. Mm. Kirk Franklin? It's a group. Well, you know, he come with people. Yeah, but no. <laughs> no. You're going to have to give us that one. Both of y'all wrong. Chris Brown is not on that list? No. Wow. She used to like Chris Brown. Oh, she used to. Yeah, you Not anymore. Apparently not. Who's she um, like now? Maverick City. Don't know them. Don't know him. Drake. Yeah. Mm. And Beyonce. Huh? Halo. <laughs> she was oh. gonna sing. She was gonna audition for hmm. America's Got Talent. Hmm. She loved. So this one should be an easier okay. question for y'all. Okay. What's your favorite sport? <laughs> basketball. It's basketball. Oh well, yeah, y'all got that one right. Favorite sports team? What bas- basketball team? In general, favorite sports team? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's your favorite sports <laughs> team. Don't nobody them. Lakers? Golden State. Yes. <laughs> I get one. Mm. <laughs> All right, so we got two win right now. Okay. Okay. All right, now these questions are a bit more personable, so we. Okay. this is more so about y'all. Which parent is more strict? Mom. Mom. Okay, y'all both get that one right. <laughs> um, ask them which parent do you think knows you better? Mom. Mom. No? It actually isn't the case. Not okay. for that one. Okay. That she actually said uh that y'all both know her equally. Okay. Which parent gives the best advice? <laughs> no. Said both. Both? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And which parent do you believe you act like the most? Dad. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh what's a favorite food? Chicken, Chicken Alfredo. Alfredo. Great job. Both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Five on them. Yeah. All right. Um what's one of Jalen's favorite hobbies? Singing. Used to be Lego building at one time, but that was that was younger. But her favorite hobbies now is probably sleeping. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know um, that saying, I always follow your first mind. What? Lego. She says anything dealing with arts and crafts. So I'll take yeah. both because you said singing, yeah. that's technically arts an art. And, yeah. and then you said Legos, that's more like a craft. I'll take it. Yeah. And she's finding herself being more artistic and, and yeah. creative. She's done some stuff like. She created a bottle for her 21st birthday and she's decorated yeah, it's it. Real nice. So and we're just, just looking at her cap, which has her um, her brand on it, God's View of Me, mm. which is um, great, um, inspirational, um, and it allows a person to not 
allow themselves to be defined by what everybody else is saying or thinks, mm-hmm. but understanding God's view of you and what God wants for you that makes and being sense able to, to live that. Sure. So I'm really proud of her for that. I think a lot of times people in our generation pay attention to what other people think and view them as rather than their own view of themselves and, you know, a higher power viewing them. God. Um, what's her favorite season? She doesn't like bugs. So it wouldn't be summer. So it would either, it was fall. You say fall, what do you say? Uh, I want to say spring because her birthday is around that time. It looked like y'all tied up then because it was definitely fall. Uh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we can run through Jordan's real quick too. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So what's Jordan's favorite color? Green. You say green. What do you say? It's more of a brown or a taupe, an earthy color. Neither one of y'all are wrong, actually, because she said green slash neutral colors. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, great job. Okay. Um, I would do a favorite movie. Give me her favorite movie genre. Um, Favorite movie genre. Suspense. Well. No, I, I say it's like the. Like documentaries. Docudramas. I was going to say like the rom-com, I think. I think. Uh, no, I'm not right. <laughs> yeah, we gonna go with you for the documentary. She likes Doc- true crime documentary. True, true okay. crime. True crime. True crime. Yeah. Uh, top three music artists. And she only gave me two, so yeah, I got them. She likes country. She like yeah. See Jordan, yeah. Jordan um likes uh, man, old man, very eclectic. But um, when I play her this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stocking's gonna be looking a little bit thinner. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, fa- Jordan's favorite artist? Did you say favorite song? No, just top three favorite top artists, but she only gave me two. Oh, okay. Ugh. I don't know because she may like some people I'm not familiar with. I bet she does. I know these two, but I don't you even listen to one of them. Okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all just going forth that one. Yeah. Forth, yeah. Dang. Brent Fayez nope. and Sabrina Claudio. No, I I never heard of either, either one, one of them. Yeah, I might like Sabrina Claudio. Okay. What's her favorite sport? She plays basketball. No, I say she loves basketball. That's her favorite sport. What do you say? I want to say basketball. Then it's a part of me that feels like she likes tennis, even though she doesn't play it. Hmm. Which one are you going with? Tennis. Both of y'all wrong. Volleyball. No. Football. I okay. can see that. Enjoy watching it. Dang. She watches it with you. Dang. Than anybody else in the house. <laughs> okay, well, we, we, we missed some on both of them. Come on, we 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 getting ready to rack it back up with Jordan. Come on. Favorite food? Something hot. Yeah, it has to be like It a, has to be like chicken wings, hot, spicy. Something spicy. It would be, um, what's that, that buffalo chicken dip? Buffalo chicken 
Is it Buffalo That's, Chicken Ranch dip? Buffalo, Buffalo Chicken, chicken dip. dip. You talking about some like Publix? No, she makes it. Probably. I think it's. it's I know good, they have uh, Buffalo Chicken dip for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I bet it doesn't taste as good but, as yeah, her. Yeah, I'll say some hot wings. Yeah, because you definitely said hot wings, and I heard you say hot chicken wings, so I give it. I give that to both of y'all. Okay. All right on that one. Uh, what's her favorite season? Summer. Spring. Survey says that is incorrect. Oh. Yes. Oh. Well, we think about it. They both have that serious issue with bugs. They don't. <laughs> you don't have to worry about bugs Dang. during the fall. What's a favorite hobby? Hers would be sort of a, I think, a artsy crafty. Both of them are very artsy crafty, though. They they enjoy designing and um, creating things. Um, Jordan, the favorite hobby, chilling. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> when chilling, what is she doing? She might be watching reading something. or watching TV or listening to music. Watching what? True crime. <laughs> well, no, she most I think she does that on podcasts, so she'll listen to it. Listening to podcasts. Good good combination there. Okay. Listening to true crime podcasts is what she said. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, listen to podcasts or researching true crime cases, mm-hmm. and asking Jordan which parent is more strict. Mom. Still. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you. Sam. I'm glad you know. I know. <laughs> uh, which parent knows you better? Dad. I say dad. She actually said y'all both know her equally. Mm. Uh, okay. Which parent gives the best advice? Dad. Mm, yeah. I would say Jordan might give that answer. You're full of yourself. Both of them <laughs> said. <laughs> say I'm full he of myself. The time, didn't yeah. he? And both of them said it depends on what I'm asking them. So both of okay. them. Okay, that's fair. Uh, which parent do you believe you act the most like? She acts more like me. Yeah, that's true. I think so. Okay then. So you know, yeah. We about half and half here. Half and half. So, you know, <laughs> you got stuff to work on. Huh? Y'all got to go back to that drawing board. Talk to your kids now. Check in with them. Now, mm-hmm. what music they do you like? Brent Fires. <laughs> Solid artist for me. I don't know if y'all would like him too much, but I, Brent Fires. Brent Fires. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. What what type of music? R and B. R and B. Okay. He curses and stuff too, though. So I um, probably wouldn't like. Him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I, I gotta tune him out. I, at this point now, I'm like, you know, I'm the middle child, so I know, uh-huh. like, cause I listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all that type of stuff too. But okay. then I also know, like, I have playlists just for my parents. Like, I know what I want to listen to. Okay. And I know that this is not it, so I'm gonna okay. just take that off. There you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, I guess to wrap up the podcast, y'all can tell me what you feel like your biggest challenge was. When raising your kids, and you give out a suggestion or a piece of advice. Ooh, biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge um, is watching them hurt, Mm -hmm. experience hurt, and not being able to stop it Mm -hmm. as a mom and watching them go through relationships or what have you um that was a huge 
huge challenge mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to see your child going through pain. Of course, you can't stop that. All right. Um, I'm grateful that both of them dealt with things at home before they ever went off to school. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you could kind of monitor it and survey it and give them a bit of insight and be like, yes, yeah. because you don't want. A, your child to experience any type of hurt, loss, or anything like that for the very first time, and you not and be there. You, they're miles away, you know. So, That's fair. Um, I was, yeah, I would say that even with just thinking back on both of them, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's a hard thing as a as a mom, as a parent, to see your child hurting, mm-hmm. um, and especially heartbreak. Mm. Um, and from a advice perspective. Um, just be, you know, from a parenting perspective, we do need to listen mm-hmm. to our children. Um, sometimes it's not, it's what they're not saying, mm-hmm. you know, and being in tune with your child. Um, we live in a, in a world now, society now where everybody's on their phone, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's in their own room, everybody has a TV in their room mm-hmm. and they're watching, t- you know, doing whatever they're doing in their rooms. Um, and you kind of can miss the mark when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the older kids get, the more they're prone to do just that. Mm-hmm. And so I think listening for what's not being said, spending time with your children, but most importantly, prayer. Okay. Because I, I know for a fact, praying for your children mm-hmm. and asking that the Lord never leaves you in the dark. Mm-hmm is what keeps you informed and knowing, even though you your child may not be expressing those specific things to you, you know in your gut something is going. So now you know specifically, okay, Lord, let me go and pray about this. You got that third viewpoint. Somebody else always looking out for you. There so you even go. if you miss something, hey, I'm going to redirect you this way just Prayers because Prayers of the righteous avail as much. So, there you go. Right. There you go. So okay. we're going to still keep praying <laughs> mm-hmm. regardless. But having that that connection mm-hmm. and, and knowing to lift your children up and cover them. And as it was stated earlier, once you're a parent, you're always a parent. And I think that's For something sure. as a parent, you're just going to always do cover your children mm-hmm. and, and, and pray for their very best and just ask the Lord to lead you and guide you in parenting. That's something that we've always done. For sure. Yeah. It's a challenge for me. And I agree with you is uh, seeing them go through something that you can't, directly intervene and change you know it's you as a parent you know your child has to go through and experience some things just like you would go through and have experienced certain things but you want to be there to kind of guide them nurture them and help them through this you know um but uh the advice i'd give in terms of parenting is communication creating that line of communication with your child where they're not afraid to talk to you Mm -hmm. They don't trust talking to you or feel that they can't talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you want them, um, you want that line of communication. So you're, you know, you're preparing them to be adults. Mm -hmm. And when they become adults, you know, can we still talk? You know, I think a lot of times as men, we want to try to jump in and fix it. You know, we'll do this and do that. Mm -hmm. And there have been times that my daughter's been like, Dad, I just need you to listen. Mm -hmm. And that was just 
just so um, uh, awakening, you know, when when she said that, I'm like, well, hell, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. You know, why, why can't I do that at home? I, I you know, with the same thing, though, because, you, you know, know, sometimes my lady will say, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to fix my right, problem. I'd right. be like, in my mind, it'd just be like, look, the, the solution right there. All we right. got to do is just get through it. Look, I can do it for you. Don't worry about it. But, that ain't what they want all the no, time. No, yeah. so just being just able to, to process it and have yeah. that trust that they can process it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, is is crucial in, in being a parent. So having that that open line of communication with your child. All right. Okay, then. Yeah, I said one thing. You mentioned the heartbreak thing. And, you know, this is kind of different for me because my mom, you know, she was like, you got to be dating and doing all that stuff. You know, I ain't had no car and all that when I was a kid. So as a teenager, I ain't really, I don't think I had my first kiss until I was like 17 at prom. And you know, even then, I ain't dry the prom, so you know, I didn't really have the best avenue to make this a relationship and all this type of stuff. So, did y'all feel the need to kind of shield your children from relationships with other, you know, with their peers or not necessarily shield, just watching their maturity level mm-hmm. to be able to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, our oldest had her first boyfriend that we were aware of when she was in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first we was like, oh no. But then logic kicks in. Like, you they got to get it school. at some point. Well, plus you're at school with this person. Mm-hmm. You spend more hours in the day with this person than you do around this person rather. Mm-hmm. Then you do at home with us because you're at school. Mm-hmm. So then it, it, it becomes more of something you had stated earlier mm-hmm. what we put in them you know we've tr- you know we we've, we've we've taught them we've mm-hmm. we've actually shown them and and what have you to prepare them and so you hoping okay just because this is your quote unquote air quote here boyfriend mm-hmm. you know just still remember how to conduct yourself and whatnot so it wasn't necessarily shield it's just mature it was maturity and mm-hmm. one of the things that we actually told our oldest at the time, um, not one grade will slip. So if you decide that this is what you, you want to do, you can do that, but you got to make sure you but do you this too. You got to keep your straight A's. That's fair, right? That won't change. If that change, he leaves. Mm-hmm. He's gone. We'll help you with that. But and, I also think it's important in parenting, molding or giving a in molding is um, giving an example of the behavior that you want to see. So I think it was important for them to see a healthy relationship between their mom and dad. Mm. You know, it's healthy. I think it's healthy to have, well, us having a healthy relationship where they see us, um, you know, navigating certain issues or they see us communicating. They see us laughing. Mm-hmm. They see us enjoying one another and just molding and, you know, just kind of shaping that that idea of, OK, this is what a relationship should, should look, look like. like, you know, and uh the communication that we have with each other, I think is important. Um, and just, you know, helping in parenting, you know, being that, uh, being a model for the behavior that you want to see. For sure. Cause you know, I definitely think back to my time with my mom, you know, when I was still in the house and stuff and she was, her biggest thing was don't bring no babies here and all this type of stuff. And I was just like, I ain't even outside yet. I, I ain't even on the porch. I'm still in the house still completely. House. Like, I'm, I ain't doing nothing. And I, like, I think, uh, I remember, in my undergrad years, it might I might be talking to a young lady or something, and then I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, today my mom's birthday, so I might you know slide home or whatever." Like, oh okay, till I say happy birthday. <laughs> I still don't know you. Oh, 
<laughs> it's like I ain't told her your name. <laughs> not fit to either. You got to like you got to reach a certain level of precedence for you even get to that point. Because for my mom, it's like if she ain't want to know, like if she ain't want me talking to nobody back then. I don't necessarily feel the need to tell her about nobody right now. Right. So, gotcha. It's kind of like the precedent she set, but you know mm-hmm. it works okay for me mm-hmm. and her. I guess. Okay. Yeah, I go. But um. Yeah, I appreciate y'all being on the pod, of course. You know, the Butterless Talk Podcast. Yes, thank you. Um, you want to tell them what you do again and what you specialize in? Again, I'm a, a licensed professional counselor, supervisor. Um, specialize in anxiety, depression, grief. Um, do a lot of couples work. Um, and I've been in practice over 25 years. As a matter of fact, I want to mention this, mm-hmm. that we're coming up on 25 years of marriage here in uh, in August. And so um gonna be celebrating that though and um so yeah, that's what I want to mention. Solid. Shout yeah. out for the twenty five years. Twenty five <laughs> years. Yeah. Twenty five years. Understanding this time congratulations thank on you. that by the way. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. But thank I want you. y'all to understand something. Whenever y'all hear my voice, some of it may be a reflection of Jock because this definitely is one of my mentors. So if you got a problem with something I said no. Don't blame me. No. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't get that one off. It ain't. No <laughs> blame. I can't. Bl- they can't blame uh, you for it. You, I got. I got to be accountable. You your own man. Dang. Right. <laughs> it was my fault. Then I take it back. But you know, this has been the Brotherless Talk podcast. Uh, we look forward to y'all tuning in again. Peace. Peace out. Good night.